The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. Welcome to the Quirky Dog Podcast, inspired by some of the quirkiest dogs you can ever imagine and the owners who love them. This podcast is brought to you by the quirky couple themselves, Scott and Jess Williams. Their aim is to educate and entertain. Here's Scott and Jess. Welcome, guys, and happy Wednesday. This is our last episode of 2021. It's crazy. This is the first year that we've done 52 episodes. Seems like 10 years to me. <laughs> Thank you. I love that. <laughs> really appreciate that. Last year, we were home for COVID and everything else. And this week, you get double the pleasure because we get two quirky couples. So last year, we did Dog of the Year. Mm-hmm. And um, really, I had wanted to ask Jess like from the get-go when she won nationals to have Hallelujah be Dog of the Year, right? And then Jess and Perry just kept having a bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and better year. So we're doing dogs of the year, and it's Verb and Hallelujah, and we're even going to give an honorable mention to one of their other dogs. So thank you guys so much for joining us here today. You guys officially have the dogs of the year, and this is Perry DeWitt and Jessica Aju from Philly, Pennsylvania, and United Dog. Thanks for coming on, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having yeah, us. Yeah. So we didn't even They're do a quirky tip. Too. We didn't even do a quirky tip. My quirky tip is to find United Dog, if you haven't already. And we'll have a link there. <laughs> yeah, because you guys are badasses. So you were called like the agility queens when the, the Westminster thing happened. And it's like just becoming more and more that, no? Like, I feel like you should just be walking around with crowns all the time. <laughs> I wonder her crown. Maybe a tiara. There you go. <laughs> Younger Jessica would have really liked that, actually. <laughs> but explain to us a little bit about this year. Um, you guys have, it looks like Lou and Wit there. They're the United Dog Logo Dogs, right? Yes, they are. Yes. And um, tell us a little bit about your year, because Hallelujah actually had puppies because of the pandemic, right? That wasn't necessarily a planned thing, or how did that come to be? No, that was the the silver lining out of the COVID year because I uh, I had kept her intact, but uh, usually there's no very good time to breed your dog, especially if she becomes competitive. And I was all excited. And right before COVID, she had made the EO team that would have been running in 2020. And then it ha- you know COVID happens, lockdown, and I'm like, well, I guess if there was ever an opportunity to breed this dog, here it is. And she was very, very compliant with her timing, came in early for her season and uh, made us six beautiful puppies, which we tell her thank you for every day. (laughs) And she was a good mom, I'm assuming. Uh, I call her a dutiful mom. She, um, (laughs) she, she didn't go above and beyond, but she, she did everything that was necessary. And (laughs) how was it for you guys? Cause it was your first litter, right? Uh, I loved it. I loved it so much. I thought it was like the coolest thing, the funnest thing. I, I cried when the puppies left. I was like, I, I want to do it a million times again. And uh, Jess found it very was she a dutiful, it stressful. Were you a dutiful yeah. mom? You were a stressed mom. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I was just like, Lou's dying. The puppy's dying. I'm dying. Like for the whole time. And then, and then when they weren't dying and she wasn't dying, I'm like, oh my God, they're going to die. And it just it was... No one died, which is good, but like we certainly had a lot of experiences in the in the breeding. It wasn't totally smooth, but ultimately nothing awful happened. So yeah. it all worked out, but I certainly was stressed by it. Yeah. And Perry cried. Perry loved every moment. Yeah, I, I couldn't let them go. I loved I loved every puppy and And you guys kept two puppies out of that, right? 
Yes. yes. Well, you're multiplying. Like, <laughs> we need like a, a diagram going on That's here. That's the danger of having a litter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's the danger of having two people doing agility. Yeah, well, yeah. I know. You guys need the dogs. So explain a little bit about her having the puppies. And then I feel like Nationals wasn't too long after that, no? Like AKC Nationals? Uh, no, she had them in uh, July 2020. Okay. So it was, you know, about the Nationals was um, in March okay. 21. Okay. So, so she had plenty she, of time to recover and do all yeah, of that. Yeah, she and came back. She had a C-section, so it was um, harder like, again, stressful <laughs> <laughs> to me. Um, but she came back really well. And I, I, you know, she was young enough that I thought it would be okay. But then you hear stories and you never know. And and uh, just I wasn't stressful. sure. But... <laughs> it was just stressful. You sound like a worrier. <laughs> Yeah. I, I do my fair share, but uh, you don't know Perry. Someone Perry's like you, but like like you need to have somebody that's on it when you got Perry. <laughs> you guys were so cute this morning. Jess is like, in case Perry didn't send photos, and then Perry literally sent me a photo at two thirty-five. She's like, I just sent one. I'm like, don't worry, Jess is on it. We're all set, no problem. All right, so you guys both you got went that in a nutshell. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so you guys both went to nationals, and it was a little bit different experience. Was it a little bit smaller than a typical nationals? Or what did you think about like how the event was compared to other years? Well, the fact that we even went was already like somewhat amazing and ridiculous and worked out actually because we had entered, but of course we didn't know if we'd be able to go given the unpredictability of COVID. And then at that time it was still, I'd say a little controversial. Some people definitely didn't go. We made the decision that we could go because we got vaccinated in time to be able to. And then we decided we could do it. But in the meantime, we had a, a, an expansion yeah. at our building. So we got the property, like our wall neighbors moved out and we were able to expand the building. But the the zoning meeting for that was, of course, Thursday night in Philadelphia. So here I am now having to go to that meeting. Perry and her friend Sashana started, you know, they drove earlier. So then I'm getting on a plane at like 5 a.m., on Friday to make it to the national. Yeah. Perry should have been at that meeting. <laughs> that shouldn't have been you there. Again? I said Perry should have been the one at that meeting, not yeah, you. We have, a, we have no building. <laughs> no, we know that from experience. That's the thing. Like once you get your town meeting, that doesn't change. I missed a Dixie Tricks <clears throat> concert for that. So, so that was stressful from the get go, and then you made it, and it obviously was a great event. So it was. Yeah, fun. I mean, it was smaller comparatively to to normal, but ultimately. I mean, I think the biggest difference for me is, well, one, it went really well. I almost feel like I should not go back because <laughs> I ran three dogs and obviously Lou won, which was amazing. And I got Optimus into the finals and I run a German short hair pointer uh, for a client of mine. And she was the one I think who benefited the most from this a uh, little bit smaller year because she ran three clean. And I think on a traditional year, she maybe wouldn't have made the, made the finals. Yeah, but she made it, and yeah. so it was really kind of cool. But like three dogs in the finals, I don't know if I could do that again. So I probably <laughs> should just quit while I'm ahead. Yeah, well, and winning the twenty-inch class, I mean, it's a very competitive class. That's just the bottom line for anyone that doesn't understand the intricacies of agility and everything else. So, congratulations to that. And then I guess my other big monumental thing was Perry, you and Verb winning Westminster again. Yeah. Did I miss something big in between? Because I don't, I barely keep up with our lives, much less yours. So was there anything else that was like, oh my gosh, you forgot about this big thing. That was the next kind of big thing for the year, right? Yeah. Okay. No, so there was no other litters in between that we missed. <laughs> <or>? <laughs> 
<laughs> well, the only thing I did is I went and spayed Lou in July. <laughs> so I was like, let's cut her open one more time and see how that goes. But it went that fine. And she, she yeah. lived through that too. So that stress yeah. is now completed. And Westminster. So walk us through that a bit because you guys both have had the privilege of like winning Westminster, like the whole kit and caboodle in the past, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, and can you just tell people, like, the difference between winning Westminster in a height class versus the whole thing, just so they understand? In a height class versus the whole thing? Yeah, like, there's multiple Westminster winners, and then there's, like, the, woo, look at us. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, it's a bit controversial, and uh, uh, so basically the, the overall winner is the, is the dog who has the fastest yards per second, so they wheel the course and um, do some math, and it's not necessarily the fastest time, but the dog who has the fastest yards per second, which... Um, was verb I do think it's a it, it is a it's a controversial thing and you know I think people think it's unfair but I think it doesn't you know no matter how you look at it there's going to be you know it's unfair to do it anyway it's hard yeah. to judge little dogs versus big dogs so yeah often the 20 inch dog is the one that um has the benefit of more yardage but then again they are running more yardage usually so yeah and jumping higher <laughs> and yeah. jumping higher more airtime all that but and you can't keep everybody happy that's just the no. bottom line yeah. especially in dogs jeez louise all right, so well, you probably like in spirit with confirmation, right? Yeah. Judging all the different dogs against each other. So yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So the, the you... people that win don't have a problem with it, I'm sure. Right? <laughs> so <laughs> tell. Well, I, I do a little bit because I feel like a lot. Of, I see, you know, sometimes I see some, you know, comments on Facebook. Oh, like, oh, you didn't. He didn't deserve to win, or this dog that ran faster should have won. And you know, I'm not making the rules, and I'm, you know, I'm not sad yeah. about winning, but I also don't feel like, you know, it just feels weird. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. I just, I wanted to explain that because people yeah. that don't get Westminster, it's kind of like, oh, what do you yeah. mean there's a big winner? How did they win the whole thing? So yeah. with Verb, you won, what was the first year you won? Uh, that was 2019. Okay. And then Jess, yeah. when did you win? I won it the year before with Famous with in famous. 2018. Okay. So Jess was first and then Verb. And now Verb is the only dog to have won the whole thing twice, correct? Correct. Yeah. Okay, so then this was another big accomplishment. I'm like, I can't. And can you explain the verb Lou connection? Because that's even like more of a thing. Yeah, verb is Lou, uh, verb is Lou's father. Yeah, so there's a lot of like lineage going on here, and it's all. Well, that's dropping another down. thing that makes it unfair. I can see why people are <laughs> hating on Facebook. <laughs> Stop running all these damn great dogs. So you guys ran Westminster, and then you had won Westminster again, and then now since that point, there's been like tons more accomplishments. Yeah, it was a big, I mean, the fall is usually a big time for agility. They yeah. had moved to Westminster later in the year because they wanted to do it outside uh, instead of like in the city, in New yeah. York City in February. Yeah. Um, and then we we had decided to go to the U.S. Open, which is sponsored by UKI, which is also a tryout for their world team. And then a couple of weeks later was the European Open team selection. So it was all kind of culminating in this. All right. So tell us time. how that went for you guys. Um, it went very well. We, we both made, uh, both the teams that we were trying out for verb isn't trying out for teams anymore. He's, um, he's actually moved to preferred. So he's jumping 16. He did very well at the U S open jumping 16. He won the biathlon and, um, master series and the master series. Good boy. Verby. Son, this needy, <laughs> the orange, orange dog, one. <laughs> he, uh, he did, he did well. He won the national final at the open and, um, was the top point winner at the at EO tryouts. So. And both Lou and Wit have spots, correct? 
Yes. Yeah. Okay. So the logo of United Dog and these dogs and everything else have spots. Can we do the wit picture real quick? Just because I felt so bad that we left wit out. <laughs> we already had two. But so that's all three of them together. Verbs in the middle. He was the dad. And then Lou and um, wit. So Lou, you guys kept puppies out of Lou. And just tell us a little bit about them and bringing them up. And just touch on that briefly since, you know, that's kind of like the next generation too for you too. Sure. Well, the first thing we'll say, yeah, is uh, is Perry is completely obsessed with her puppy, and her puppy <laughs> is named Jenny and looks exactly like Lou, as you can see. <laughs> She's a good one. Um, yeah, Perry broke her boy rule. Like this was yeah, a thing. This is the first girl we had. It was weird because um, Wit and Lou were from a, a litter of uh, six and five girls, one boy. Wit was the only boy, and then lo and behold, that happened again in Lou's breeding. We had five girls and one boy. And uh, this little puppy, um, I think I think Perry was going to take her by the time she was two weeks because she <laughs> needed to be um, bottle fed. And this one was like, I'm going to bottle fed. <laughs> Don't and touch me. Like, she's training a two-week-old who can't hear. You know, the eyes aren't open, yeah. can't hear. And she just trained her to bottle feed. Literally, I watched her do it. I'm like, you're probably going to keep that puppy. <laughs> the bond was established. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then I uh, – do you want to let power out? I have I have uh, empowered who I call power and um, I don't I don't know when I picked perhaps some people tell me I picked her at at their fake birth yeah. <laughs> because uh, they were oh, here she is um, the person who was our mentor while breeding the litter and kind of helped us in whose house we went to to whelp them and such and helped us out obviously when we needed the c-section and all she's an experienced sharpay breeder weirdly <laughs> amanda and um i have a pay from her and love that pay and so does perry like, say again so does perry <laughs> i do love Tara. yeah Tara's a good one i know and she like oh there she is Here's hi Tara. baby she's so a- weirdly enough is the same color as lou because lou's <laughs> kind of that like brownish black yeah. color Tara is that color too. <laughs> Anyhow, she picked them up out of their little carry bag and was like, this one's really nice and this one's really nice. I'm like, well, if that one's nice and because uh, power is the same color as Lou, um, but not as pronounced. I'm like, well, maybe I like that one. And basically, I just always like that one. So yeah. There she is. <laughs> how, old, how old is the litter now? How old are the puppies? Uh, 17 months. Okay. Today. Today. Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Great. Yeah. You guys have a lot going on though. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, really. So let's touch on this a little bit, too, because I think that you guys are in this situation kind of that Scott and I are in where it's like 24 seven. No, like, I mean, this like having your facility because the facility how I know you did the expansion right before nationals. But when did like the United Dog building kind of become a thing? Uh, we got the keys in July 2019. Okay. And we got set up through the winter and then we closed in March for the, <laughs> for the pandemic. Happy yeah. new business. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky you survived it. I know. So the pandemic, just day in, day out, like, I mean, is it just great? You guys also have this other added thing that we don't have that you're like competitive, like with each other at the same competitions in the You know what I mean? Like, there's a lot of dynamics there. So touch on that a little bit because I know that you're like awesome and very supportive and functional, but just a little bit of the intricacies of that, if you don't mind. Yeah. Well, I think first of all, it's hard for sure. <laughs> yeah. It's great. And, uh, we do spend time talking about how to keep it functional because certainly we are both very competitive. And while I'm very happy for when she's doing well, I'm like, I want to do well too. And <laughs> yeah. then the, the reverse is true as well. And it's, it's always easy to get along when everybody's doing well, like when we're both doing well, but 
that doesn't happen all the time. Like there's definitely been years where I've not made a team and she's made a team and it, those are, those are more difficult to get through. Yeah. At least we're getting a lot of practice to it. <laughs> yeah. But we do have to, we do like before it starts have to say, okay, if I bomb one and I, and I walk away from you, don't follow. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's the rule. I, and I don't really want to watch your run right now. That was perfect. And your awesome yeah. contact. We can talk about that later. Yeah. Because is it, it's, it's hard, but it's ultimately it, it's, great yeah and I think the biggest thing is or not the biggest thing the biggest thing is we do like spending time with each other which is good that helps around each other a lot (laughs) but we've also have uh we've improved so much because like everywhere we go even if it's just a local competition like I've brought someone who can kick my butt every time (laughs) in the same car with me and so we've we have improved because you know either we're brainstorming together training together and then even if someone's like i don't want to train today probably if the other one goes to train peer pressure and yeah, yeah. All well, i'm not gonna be the asshole on the couch yeah dog yeah dog exactly so what about the owning the business and all of that because that's a whole nother echelon of stuff that i mean you guys have done a lot with the building even with the pandemic you guys have had events and you obviously do a lot of privates and classes so tell us a little bit just about that side of it and how that's going um, it's going good. We kind of have designated different jobs to one another. Like Jess is the treasurer and the janitor and I'm the registrar and the, <laughs> what else am I? Craft services. Craft services. Yeah. And so that comedian. We've kind of, without like unspokenly, uh, gone, which what, like in the roots that we're, we're better at, um, we could, we you know, we're, we're, we, like you said, we're, we're working 24 seven, whether it's cleaning or vacuuming, yeah. or making new classes or. No, know. it's a lot. And like people honestly, yeah. like kind of don't get it. Like it's, you know, you're, we're. People a- don't care. <laughs> <laughs> they don't care about what you're doing behind the scenes. Well, they just outside get of that, but like, trained. you know, like the functionality of that is a lot, you know, and dogs in general, like dog training can kind of put a little prickle in somebody's spine sometimes, you know what I mean? Like about like, oh, you're doing it wrong. And like, I know how to do it. And we do that stepping on each other's toes and this kind of thing. You know what I mean? So then you have that heightened thing too. So I think you guys are killing it. I'm super impressed by the whole thing. And at least publicly, it just looks glorious. So well done. I want to <laughs> ask a question. Um, are you doing just sport dogs for the business or are you doing pet companion animals too? Just basic obedience stuff? Uh, no, we're just doing, we're, we're, we just added a fly ball class, but it's all, really dog, it's all dog sports. Yeah. 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 Well, we have a couple like new to agility classes that uh, one of our instructors is teaching to so people who are getting into agility. Although now it's uh, often people with their puppies <laughs> signing right. up again with yeah. their second agility dogs. But no, we're mostly all, I mean, all agility. Yeah. That's um, nice because it's, it's fun. You know, it's fun for everybody. That's a good thing about it. Yeah. You're not getting people that are just under duress because their dog is such a pain in the ass they feel compelled to do a class you know what we're I mean? very grateful for what we do no, i did that for i did that that's how i started so yeah um, yeah it's a it's a different animal it, it is, yeah. it is. I, I feel i feel better about oh my dog isn't weaving well versus you know my dog is wanting to bite my child yeah <laughs> i can help you with problem a i'm all set i'm ready to go yeah. <laughs> all right so perry i know a little bit more about her history and you had just said that that you were a dog trainer in the philly area right like that's kind of your beginning of dogs and then Jess, just tell me a little bit about you because i saw that video you posted the other day of psyche who looks great by the way um at what is she 15 
Yeah, she just turned 15. Yeah, so that was, was that kind of your intro into like the dog world and sports and everything or what was your No, story? I found it in high school. So like I found, I found agility like watching a TV show about dog training and then they saw, a, they literally showed a clip of agility and I, it's to this day like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. And I've wanted to do it ever since. I didn't really know that I would make a a living doing this like at all. It was never the plan, but it seems that all the things I kind of did led me that way. And, um, I, I grew up in Southern California and that's where I started with our, we had a mixed breed dog named Mocha who I, um, we, my family had adopted from the SPCA and met some people out in California. They're my best friend to say still Kate Moreau does agility out there and we're still friends doing this. And my mom drove me to my first agility class, which of course had to be on a Friday because it was a week, not a weekday. Cause she was, they were very into the school. Thing. <laughs> and then, um, I, I came out to the East coast when I went to school and I went to Princeton and here I am having done that, but then training dogs for a living. So I get a lot of comments with that, but yeah, <laughs> it is what it is. And I just, uh, I met a mentor of mine who showed me how to like turn this into a living. So I, I always thought I could train dogs myself, but I, I didn't think I would be a good teacher. And, uh, she showed me Diane Bauman, how to become a teacher. And that's really what we do. We teach people how to teach their dogs. And that's, uh, what I've, what I feel like we, or at least I know I'm proud of myself for doing and being a good teacher. Yeah, definitely. And you can see it. I mean, you guys have such good community, you know, in the sport world and with your students and stuff like you, it's just the proof is in the pudding, as they say, no, like, you know, you go to shows and you're excelling and your students are excelling. And one thing I really like about something that at least it seems like you guys profess is that you have a lot of good control outside of the ring too. You know what I mean? And this is something that I feel like is waning a bit more, especially, you know, with newer people coming into the sport, but like, it's kind of all a package deal, right? Like how the dog walks into the ring versus how the dog runs in the ring and everything else. Like, can you touch on that a little bit and just talk about that for a sec, if you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, yes. (laughs) We we think, you know, recall is the most important thing and you have to have, ultimately have to have control and, you know, a good relationship with your dog so that they, you know, care to listen to you and trust you and all that. So I think, um, I do think that's, yeah, I mean, I think, what do you think? I mean, well, I, I, think I think some, it, sometimes it's not how they walk into the ring. Cause if you watch Optimus walk into the ring, it's a disaster. <laughs> He's pulling me all around. Yeah. But at the end of the day, when I call him, he comes to me. Yeah. And so it's like having that essentially recall that they would come and even my pay, like she may not have ever really weaved, but if I call her, she comes to me. Yeah. And I think. You know, I think that's our view on touching to what you're saying. Like, it's not just that they can perform the tricks and such. It's that you truly have a working relationship with them. And it starts with. It's it's very difficult to do jumps and tunnels with a long line dragging behind the dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And if, yeah. if they don't come to you, you don't have a dog to train anyway. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, completely. And I and like with Optimus, his headspace when he's running in the ring is really good. You know what I mean? When I talk about walking into the ring, I'm more so like if a dog needs more calming and more of this, it's like, okay, that precursor to getting there didn't really help the dog's headspace there. So, and these international events, I mean, do you think that up to your training game or I, 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 innately, I feel like, or um, intuitively, I feel like you guys kind of had a higher standard of training, but when you go to these international events, I mean, most of the dogs are pretty well behaved, I assume, no? It's so different in most places that we've been. I mean, I don't, we haven't been everywhere, but they have like, 
even like we, I remember the first time we went to Europe and I took my dogs to a park in, in Stockholm and it was like in the kind of in the middle of the city and there's just dogs of all breeds just off leash with their owners everywhere and like not running up on people and not my, like, you know minding their own business and they just have a more it seems like they have a more you know I don't know it's like hands off but the dogs learn from the beginning to just be with their owner and trust mm-hmm. their owner and they're not so pent up because they're always on leash and then they get off leash for the first time and go crazy or yeah. and so and in the competitions in Europe there's people walking their dogs off leash through you know huge crowds of dogs and the dogs just mind their own business and we just we don't have the opportunity here as much to even expose our dogs to that type of scenario yeah. so and the yeah, problem and the cultural yeah, and difference. I, and I will say this because still it's, you know, you, we don't see the, the breed diversity over there, at least on the bigger competitions we've gone to. You get your typical lots of border collies, lots of herding breeds. And I do think there is not saying other breeds can't be trained, but there's a difference. Like where's a border collie running to? They're not really running away. They're always kind of staying with you. So it's easier that way. And you just get a lot more breed diversity at least in akc trials and local yeah. so that that does play a different mix but you know like i said my pay will come on call so. yeah. <laughs> which is important what were you gonna I say i about- want you to touch her necessarily yeah. but you know. <laughs> well you- i was gonna say that uh, in europe people are more respectful of other people's dogs also so they're not going up and undermining your recall by petting and giving your dog treats when you're calling them saying, hey, you know, leave the dog alone. I'm trying to (laughs) do something here, you know. It's just a different experience with the international travel with dogs, for sure. And you guys are, you know, getting more and more involved in that and everything else. Where do you get to go next year for your team? Uh, We're going to the Netherlands in May and Belgium in July. Exciting. And everyone will be traveling safely, I'm sure. It's going to all be ready, rocking and ready to go. We'll put it on the calendar. (laughs) At least. Uh, I wanted to ask real quick, um, dogs aside, do you guys, because it's a very athletic sport, and you got to run your butt off to keep up with that dog and whatnot. So do you do... Do you work with your handlers on their movement away from the dog and getting them running so that they can be quick too? Because the dogs outrun all of us. You know, you got to have that that quick relationship with your dog, you know? Yeah. Um, it's a, not a loaded question, but it's a, it's a, it's a, no, the short answer is no, we don't. <laughs> we tend to, we're really, I mean, I'm, and Jess is too a little bit, I'm a dog trainer at heart. And so I'm, I'm, if I have a student who's not super mobile or who can't do the fastest front crosses, I'm really motivated to see if we can get the dog to do it the way that the the handler is comfortable. So it's like, okay, let's see what kind of distance we can get. And let's see if we can get this verbal so well trained that the dog can do it without the person being perfect or, you know, within reason, like we're, we're being fair. And of course, trying to make sure the dogs understand, but um, we don't like the answer. You should run faster yeah, we, because like, that's demotivating to a person. Sure. That's not something you can necessarily even change. Like right, you could right. like, you know, work out whatever, it. but you, you can do a lot with, with training. And like you just said, all, the dogs are always going to run faster yeah. than us. So, so you might as well. More yeah, directional people, work. People have, people have asked us like, how do we get all our dogs to run fast? Cause I mean, at this point they are starting to all be related, but they weren't at first. And we've, <laughs> yeah. we've, you know, knock on wood, always had dogs that run as fast as they can. And it's not because we're running as fast as we can next to them. We're training them to understand their job and to trust that when we tell them something that we mean it and that they should follow through with it. And through that confidence, they, they run fast. They don't need us to sprint to get them to go. So we kind of, we're not, we're not distance handlers by any means, but we do train them kind of in that way so that they can feel comfortable to go full speed without us. Um, 
right. you guys have a pretty stringent physical regimen for yourselves or? We uh, did up until last week. <laughs> I wouldn't call it. But, <laughs> well, I called it stringent. We ran twice a week, two miles. That's pretty good. We what happened week. last week? Pizza. The, the EO's <laughs> over. The EO trial's over. Oh, oh okay. Right? That, no. no more running. <laughs> we do find that I do find that that's helpful because there is, especially in the the big courses that we have to run for EO and all that. There is there is running involved, and especially yeah. if you want to pick the fastest lines and things like that. So can't at that level you do not need, but it's helpful to be able to move. And so. you have that adrenaline going through you too. So it's a it's another. yeah. And we had to do EO charts in a mask the whole time, which was really like actually difficult. Not saying you know not to wear it, but it was just more difficult than average yeah, yeah physically yeah no for sure i couldn't even sing in church the other day we went to a funeral i had a mask on. i could fail sing without passing out so i don't think running would be a good call there that's not a good way to go well Mary you guys lacrosse so she's a she's a good runner that's why she doesn't find it that <laughs> <laughs> she's naturally athletic running once or twice a week helps <laughs> yeah yeah but wait you don't do it if you don't have to you just you know, well, we, we try hard to stay healthy. And what, what I have found is that I'm more likely to get injured if I'm just running out, like not in shape enough to actually do the moves and turning and stopping. And yeah. it just seems to go better if I stay in better shape. And sure. the least yeah. amount I need to do, that's the one I'm doing because. It's kind of <laughs> nice though. You guys have like this pinch hitter situation going on with handling that if anything did happen <laughs> or like sometimes Jess will post and she's like, oh, it was too early. I ran Perry's dogs because she didn't want to wake up this early for the show. I like the philosophy. <laughs> you maintain the bare minimum physically. <laughs> 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 Just not to get injured. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was a full-time job, honestly, keeping them in shape and us in shape before the, the EO. And I think, uh, one of the benefits of COVID is we actually got a lot more time to spend with our dogs last year and started taking them on much more walks and hikes and stuff. And they got actually in very, very good shape. And our goal was to like sustain that and get them completely ready for the physical demands that the EO tryout is asking of them and us open. That's a lot of runs and the jumps are big and the courses are huge and they need to really be in good shape in order not to get injured. And I think at least for me, that was this year was the best shape that our dogs have ever, or yeah. mine, yours too, like have ever been going in. And it definitely was reflected, but it just, it took a lot of work. Like yeah. you'd get, we would like be running in the middle of the day because it started to get late or, you know, dark before. And then we're not going to run in the dark. At least I wasn't going to. <laughs> and then here we are racing the sun to like take them on their walks and all this stuff. So yeah. it was, it was a lot of work. And so now, now, now it's like the holidays. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And it's a little bit of luck, too, with the dogs. You know, sometimes uh, they can come up lame over some ridiculous little thing, you know? Yeah, yeah we, spend a, we spend a good amount of time and money and <laughs> driving to our fav- favorite our canine, PT, yeah, yeah. PT to keep them in good shape. Yeah. Well, you guys had a great year, and um, we're very happy for you, and congratulations. And your dogs, of any dogs out there, definitely deserve to be named Dogs of the Year. And I also want to say, you guys are nice people, and... Thank you for that in the dog world, too. It's kind of unusual. <laughs> no, you. but it's true, really. It's nice. It's nice to have people that, like, when they pop up in your feed or they pop up in an event, it's like, hey, look, like, it's fun. It's Jess and Perry. So thank you for being in that segment still because um, the dogs were, you guys know, dogs were really a lot of fun back in the day. So let's keep them fun. What did Jenny do? <laughs> did she no, do big kisses? No, She growled at oh. her puppy. She, oh. she doesn't like that one. Lou said, Lou said, you're not in the club. White face goes down. 
She does, yeah, she doesn't like the white face. Oh, I mean, Luke. dutiful. Like she, she liked to eat the poop and she fed them, but <laughs> dutiful. You're stressful, loose, dutiful. <laughs> All right, you guys have a great um, new year. You got any big plans for the new year? Uh, we are going to go out to California to visit with my side of the family. Oh, so I'm fun! Great. All right, yep. fun. Well, have a safe trip, and yeah. there's a lot of COVID going on out there, so be careful, you know. Yeah. yeah, and best of luck in 2022. All right, you guys, this year we didn't do dog of the year. We did dogs of the year. You can represent Verb with your blue pig, and over. I'll represent Lou. And congrats to Wit, too. And Jenny, we love you, even though your mom doesn't. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Justin Perry. Keep it quirky. <laughs> Thank so you. Bye. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.